That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. This is the Great America Show, and great to be with you. A group of Republican senators decided to sell out our Second Amendment rights, and it is the usual cast of rhinos who sided with the Marxist Dems on what they're calling gun safety legislation. Don't you like that? Gun safety legislation. It's gun control, no matter what they call it. And the House Dems refused, by the way, to include gang members in their red flag bill. So that tells you something about the sincerity and the scope of what they're doing. This will be the usual confiscation aimed at law-abiding citizens when the Dems finally run the conference and push out the bill. Remember these names as that bill goes to the White House for an impaired president to sign. Blunt, Burr, Cassidy, Collins, Cornyn, Graham, Portman, Romney, Tillis, and Toomey. GOP sellouts, sellouts, all of them. They're cowards and turncoats, and two of them are retiring, and none of them are up for re-election. And then there's the January 6th committee, three days after an absurd and farcical Soviet-style propaganda TV production Marxist Dem Schiff and Raskin of impeachment infamy are already calling for indictment of President Trump. How about that? I thought for sure they would think he was innocent. They've been leaders of the worst political persecution of any president in our history, of any elected official in our history. Their ignorance knows no bounds. All this within weeks of the public confirmation that Hillary Clinton authored the Russian collusion conspiracy upon which the Democrats persecuted President Trump for a full six years. The result of it all? Trump, fully exonerated. After three years of FBI investigations, a special counsel investigation, and two presidential impeachments. And remember, it was Adam Schiff, chair of the House Intelligence Committee, who said for two years that he had seen absolute proof of Trump's collusion. Schiff lied, and he lied, and still he lies. And radical Dems won't quit. They'll have to be stopped at the polls. And one of the Republicans on the ballot this fall in Nevada means to make a difference. He's Adam Laxall, former attorney general of the great state of Nevada, former co-chair of the Trump presidential campaign in Nevada, and now running for the Republican Senate nomination. Adam Laxall, great to have you with us here on The Great America Show. Uh, we're delighted to have a chance to talk with you. Oh, thanks so much for having me on, Lou. This is, uh, this is quite a moment in your campaign. I'm looking down here. I see you're uh, doubling your competitor and campaign contributions. You've got a double-digit lead, uh, and you're a week out from the election. You've got to be feeling pretty good. Uh, we, we feel great. Uh, you know, this is what uh, you work towards. We've had a good, strong campaign and was able to be kicked off with President Trump's endorsement on day one in the last fall. And uh, we've been able to build grassroots support across our state. Uh, of course, I was the former AG of Nevada. 
and uh, was able to already represent all of our counties and our, our great rurals, as well as Las Vegas and Reno. And so uh, it's, it's all crescendoing at the right time. And uh, I could tell you that George Soros put in a couple million dollars over the last month to try to uh, get a head start on taking me out for, for the general election. And so uh, we're ready to go. We know what we're up against, and we're going to be on offense. And uh, we're we're going to win. We're we're going to win in November and beat Catherine Cortez Massa. Well, you know that's a that Soros money pouring in there. That is that's a badge of honor. Uh, it is uh, that's got to be worth a lot of votes to you, I would think. Well, you know, I mean, if if the media even covered it, um, <laughs> they just all of a sudden there's a bunch of attack ads on the TV, and um, you know it's funny because the commercial is some lady that is basically saying that my votes uh, have nearly cost her insulin, which would have, you know, done X, Y, and Z. Well, I was attorney general. I never held any office before or since, never cast a vote on anything in my life. And so they just say whatever it takes, Lou. Um, it's been going on for a long time. Of course, it went into hyper, hyper drive during the Trump era. And uh, they don't seem to have slowed down one bit. I think they've gotten comfortable in this, uh, you know, blue shirt wearing partisan media. That's for sure. It's, it's absolutely correct uh, to suggest that this is something, a new environment that's been manufactured over probably the, I, I think it's safe to say the last 20 years. But we are now at the peak in terms of the Marxist left uh, and its energy and its direction uh, in terms of the agenda whether it be Soros money pouring into the state of Nevada to, to counter you uh, or whether it is Soros money moving into the district attorney's races all over the country or secretary of state races, the left means to repeat uh, its success in rigging an election this year. How concerned are you about the electoral integrity in Nevada this year? Well, you know, I was the Trump chairman in 2020 and, uh, we, we raised all the alarms when the Democrats went in three months out and radically altered our election. They went in and literally they started on a Friday night um, and we came out at the end of a weekend with universal mail-in voting. We came out with ballot harvesting, which was, I like to remind people, a felony uh, on the Friday before right. this weekend. Uh, drop boxes, you know, you name it. And, uh, you know, we then highlighted throughout the fall of people getting 19 ballots mailed to their homes. Of, of, uh, if you went into apartment buildings, you'd see ballots strewn all over the floor. Uh, and we were just told over and over again uh, not to worry. Uh, signature requirements would make sure no one was improper. Uh, and then in the end of the day, 99.7% of signatures went through the system. And, um, you know, that's all she wrote. And so we are working to make sure we, we copy a little bit of what Virginia did uh, in, in last fall of trying to actually get poll watchers in those seats. Um, there's no question is a huge priority for our voters. And look, Lou, I like to make it clear. I don't back down one inch from our media or the national media. Independents and Democrats care about election integrity in our state as you well. Bet. Uh, because they live through it. They know that something funny happened and everybody has, you know, lands in a different place on what they think happened. So 
but nobody thinks that it was a quote unquote clean, perfect election. And no. so, um, I, I believe that we've got to keep talking about it. We've got to keep highlighting it. Uh, so, so the Democrats know that we are still paying attention and, um, you know, but, but, you know, in the end of the day, we've got a Democrat governor, Democrat house, Democrat, uh, Senate, and, you know, especially Vegas, Clark County, all Democrat, Democrat registrar. And so, um, you know, it's, it's tough. We got to, we need a wave election here so that Republicans get in and they can actually, uh, put our election back to a more traditional style election. You have in, in Nevada, uh, a pretty good sized, uh, Hispanic American, uh, population. How is that vote breaking for you or is it holding as a block for the Democrats? You know, we've seen an amazing phenomenon with the Hispanic vote in Nevada. Um, if you go back to Mitt Romney in 2012, uh, with, do with, I have you know, to much, do I have with to? The, I, I know you're going to caveat, uh, with, with the much heralded plan to win over Hispanics, um, with things like amnesty and open borders, um, lo and behold, he got 25%. Uh, Trump got in the low thirties and 16 and almost 40% in mm-hmm. 2020. And so the movement started and started moving heavily in the Trump era for, for all the reasons your listeners, I'm sure. know. uh, you know, wages were at all time highs. Unemployment was at all time lows. Um, Nevada was in the middle of a massive economic boom and life was as good as it had been economically for the Hispanic community. And then of course, you know, COVID hits and uh, we had a blue state governor that shut things down. They got away with blaming Trump for losing their jobs in 2020. And That's I didn't amazing. think anyone believed that, but um, some people believed it. Right. Uh, but here we are two years later and uh, there's no one to blame, but Democrats, they can't keep, Blaming Trump. We've got Democrats in charge here, Democrats in charge at the national level. And I think that's why you're seeing in the last two public polls, we were 50 50 with Senator Masto with Hispanics. So even further movement from 2020. And that's because of the economic issues. That's because of the, the law and order issues. That's because, you know, despite what, uh, you know, Republicans said for a long time, they were wrong. Uh, that Hispanics don't like open borders. They do not support this policy. And we knew this. Um, but, you know, I think finally our party is, you know, coming around to understanding that, you know, people waited in line and, and, and people want others to wait in line. And so, um, you know, th- this is a unique set of issues that the Democrats are failing in every single way. And a lot of these failures are hitting the Hispanic community particularly hard, like education uh, with schools being shut down and Zoom schooling and the masks and all the, the crazy stuff we had here for, for much longer than we needed to. I think people really finally got to see the true face of the left, uh, which you and I know the face of the left, uh, but, but, but more and more, as more and more people are waking up to that real threat uh, we have a real opportunity to make the case of what we already know. We are the party of opportunity. We are the par- party of law and order. We are the party that believes in a secure border. We are the party that believes in school choice, right? Um, and so these, these are great contrasts for us. 
and and we feel very very good about our general election matchup with all those issues. Yeah, this is a this party. No matter what anyone, and I know that you will agree with what I'm saying, but I just got to say it: the Republican Party is the party of Trump. It is America first. It is MAGA, uh, and it is a patriotic party uh, that is looking out for all Americans and uh, and working men and women and their families. Uh, I want to share with you a headline that just came across from the Daily Mail. Corrine Jean-Pierre, White House Press Secretary, blames inflation on quote-unquote global challenges and insists Biden understands the struggles of American families and points the finger at Trump for leaving the economy in crisis. It's one lie after another from this White House. This is why 80% just about 80% of the country uh, thinks the man is uh, <laughs> is headed in the wrong direction. The country's headed in the wrong direction. I, I don't see how it could possibly be anything but a wave. Uh, Adam, what do you think? Well, so, you know, we, we lived through the Putin price hike era, and then, and then they realized that wasn't working, so they started moving to the greedy oil executive and greedy executive era. That didn't work. And so you're telling me that as of today, they're going back to it's Trump's fault. <laughs> I mean, yep. that is just they... astounding. Um, but it tells you everything you need, need to know. This is their fault. This was the res- direct result of Biden policies, whether it's gas or inflation, both are a direct result of their policies. Uh, you had the energy secretary today out there again saying, uh, excuse me. It was it was a senator today saying, "Well, I don't have a problem with gas because I own a I own a you know electric vehicle." And you're like, yeah. "Well, great for you." Uh, exactly two percent of Nevadans own electric vehicles, so not much of a solution for us. Um, but this is where they are. They're out of touch. They refuse to abandon the radical Green New Deal agenda, and uh, it is going to absolutely hand them a shellacking. As long as we make it clear, like I do every single day, don't let them get away with pointing their finger at someone else. As long as people understand this is the Biden administration, this is Senator Masto's party, this is their politics, their policies, uh, we are going to have a wave election in this state and across the country. Well, I, I, I certainly hope so, and I am uh, absolutely uh, delighted at how you're doing. Uh, you're a you're a great uh, you're a great candidate. You're a great American. You're a terrific uh, attorney general. So I I just uh, I look forward to uh, continued success as we move from the primary uh, and on to the general election. Uh, let's talk about immigration. Yeah. That's a very important issue. As uh, you know, I think I, the audience knows in uh, Nevada, a wide open border. Two million people have already crossed in 17 months. This president, I still marvel at it every time I say it. This president hasn't even been in office a year and a half. He's already got two million illegal immigrants in the country uh, in his first year. Another five to seven million are expected over the course of the next year. Uh, what is the impact on Nevada? Yeah, well, I, I know, I, I think it was yesterday he, he was caught lamenting that he didn't want to be viewed as Joe, as uh, Jimmy Carter 2.0. I think he's like 2.0, 3.0, 4.0, and 5.0 combined. 
Um, he is unquestionably the worst president we've ever had. Um, and, and the border, of course, is just one of the many catastrophic failures he's had. But, but for here, I could tell you, Lou, this is one of the biggest issues in this state. And there's no question that um, things like human trafficking uh, that, that are all-time spikes. We've got, uh, I, I did a, a border press conference with a bunch of our sheriffs, and they're describing, uh, as of course the, the, the media dutifully ignored, um, but they're describing these fentanyl quarters that our rural sheriffs are left to try to defend uh, without any support from federal law enforcement. Uh, something, of course, you can imagine is incredibly dangerous and uh, makes our communities far less safe. Um, and again, the, the the senator I'm running against, she's running these commercials pretending like she's the champion of fighting against human trafficking. Well, we all know the best way to slow down human trafficking is a secure border. And uh, as soon as those ads start reminding voters that she has always supported open borders, has never stood against their party on these issues. Uh, I, I don't think there's going to be any choice to make. Um, and again, this is this is the number two issue uh, in the state. People get it. They understand that it's broader than what we've just talked about. It's a national security issue. We've got terrorists streaming over the border. Um, and, and people think it is just outrageous. And, and the national media, of course, is ignoring it. Uh, but but regular Nevadans and regular Americans, they're following it, they understand it, and they know it's outrageous. I think this is what, as you put it, I think this is exactly what has the Biden administration completely stymied. Uh, they can't figure out which lie will convince people that their gas doesn't cost $5 plus uh, a gallon. They can't figure out uh, which lie will make people ignore the fact that uh, the baby formula shelves are empty in this country and that we're having to do airlifts from, from Europe, uh, from Australia, to, to bring in supplies of baby formula. And then we hear the president complaining because his staff didn't bring him in on the baby formula shortage until very late, he said. Others are saying that he didn't know what to do and ignored it himself. Uh, it's just one implausible explanation for ineptitude after another on the part of this president. And you made another point that I, I think a lot of people uh, don't pay enough attention to. And that is when you have a corrupt FBI that is engaged in wholesale partisan politics and ideological initiatives against a sitting president, what does that mean for local sheriff's offices and local police departments when they want to work with federal authorities? Uh, they're dealing with a corrupt entity in the Department of Justice and the FBI. Uh, and that may well translate to across a broad range of agencies, including ATF, DEA, you name it. Your thoughts? Well, there's no question that the Russia collusion hoax I mean, it is still astounding that there's never been a reckoning. Uh, there's never been any self-effacement from the media that carried that lie for so many years. You know, I like to remind people, you know, what is the root uh, claim of Russia collusion? It was that he was somehow a traitor. 
this guy that loved his country, that people supported because he was America first and he was so patriotic. Uh, but this is what the Democrats do, right? They go after a strength um, and they try to undermine a strength. And we are just living in this bizarre projection world where everything they say, we can assume that they probably have some liability in that area, right? Um, and so it is, it is super frustrating as a former state attorney general. Uh, if our prosecutors and our law enforcement isn't what we call wearing the white hat, that our job is justice, not political, not you know, winning or losing. Our job is justice. And if the American public can't have confidence that that's what these agencies are doing, it's a huge huge problem. And how does an American have a chance if, if they're an unfair target from one of these agencies? Uh, they don't, is the bottom line. Uh, if, if, if you happen to have tens of millions of dollars, uh, then you can you know, potentially fend this stuff off. But otherwise, they know that they force people to come to quick plea deals and and, and roll over on whatever the issue is, because no one can withstand a couple of years of investigation and all the expense and time that takes. And so we've got to fix this. If I'm elected to, to the U.S. Senate, it's something that I'm going to make a priority in hearings. We need to continue to put pressure on and, and we've got to highlight bad actors. And Lord willing, uh, we take back the presidency in 2024. And we've got to depoliticize these agencies immediately. This, uh, I'm glad to hear you say that because every, every senator, every congressman, in my opinion, before he or she should be elected uh, by the American people, uh, there should be one litmus test in this all. What will you do to clean up the corruption of the Justice Department, the FBI, uh, and uh, and our court system as well. It's outrageous. I want to ask you, because one of the things that came out of the Sussman, Michael Sussman, uh, Clinton uh, campaign 2016 attorney uh, accused of lying to the FBI, was that it was okay to lie. Uh, the jurors knew that uh, he was lying uh, to the FBI. They just said it didn't amount to much as far as they were concerned, that there were bigger fish to fry, as one juror put it. Uh, but the relationship... Uh, between Perkins Coy, the leading Democratic law firm in the country in Washington, D.C., and the FBI, has been in existence for 10 years. The FBI has actually, and this came out of the, the trial, and it was astonishing. Of all the things, this was the most astonishing to me to learn. The FBI had an agency uh, portal in Perkins Coy. That is, FBI agents were working within the Democratic law firm with a portal into the entire database of the FBI uh, in residence. What was your reaction as a former attorney general when you heard that? You know, it's just, again, the level of, you know, political corruption that has gone on the last many years is you know, absolutely terrifying. And uh, it, it leaves people, you know, I always remind people uh, what it felt like when President Trump was pulled off social media. And you're like, wow, if a president of the United States can be canceled, 
um, then what what chance do Americans have against all of this? That I guess all I could say is that something is happening out there. I experience it every day. Uh, we are experiencing a revival. People are ready to speak up. Uh, you know, we're getting these uh, small wins on the board, whether it's Elon Musk and Twitter, uh, whether it's, you know, hearing the far left uh, Bill Maher uh, continuing to spank his party, that they're, they're just absolutely too crazy, even for him. Um, and so, you know, we just got to grab hold of this cycle. And that's what I tell voters every single day, which is don't take this for granted. I mean, when you have a wave, when you have a tide, we need to make it as big and as wide as possible. We need to get as many people involved as possible. And, and we've got to take over as many seats as possible. And while if you're, if you're a listener and you're still in primary season, you've got to help find a conservative fighter that's actually going to make a difference. Because we know not all Republicans are going to find a way to go after these these things that are, that are destroying our country. But I think a lot of good conservatives have got a lot of good America first uh, uh, Trump supporters have been elected across in primaries across the country this cycle. And I think we're going to see a sea change next uh, next January with, with the new Senate and the new House. Uh, we're going to see a fighting party. I certainly uh, that's that's what I'm planning on doing. Um, and I hope there's a lot of backup in that effort. Well, uh, fighters are what we need, uh, and, and uh, patriots like you, uh, Adam, uh, are desperately needed. Uh, I, I want to turn, uh, if I may, to to one other issue, and that's the January 6th committee uh, that is, uh, in my opinion, a Stalinist uh, in, invention uh, the same architecture as the the Soviet Union uh, designed every one of its show trials around. It's just awful what they just did to Peter Navarro, former uh, assistant to President Trump, uh, what they did previously to that, to, to Roger Stone. Uh, these are SWAT team tactics. They're, uh, it's just ignorance. Putting a former presidential advisor in, in leg irons over a <laughs> refusal to submit to a subpoena from an obviously, obviously illegally convened January 6th committee. Uh, your, your yeah, and look, I that? mean, we, we, we know that Eric Holder was held in contempt of Congress. Anybody knock on his door? Anybody put him in leg irons? Um, this, is, this is an intimidation tactic. Uh, it is, it is, you know, to take a guy that I'm guessing Navarro is 65 years old. Um, 72. He's thir- okay. So he's seven in his seventies. I hope uh, you'll no forgive, hope you'll forgive me saying that. But. <laughs> As he uh, said publicly after this, you know, he lives right next door. Uh, no courtesy call. I mean, this is just these tactics. And then to see the, the, the leaked report that you've got a former ABC producer that's that's kind of leading the prime time production of this thing. I could tell you this, Will. This issue, I don't think it's in the top hundred for a Nevada voter. It is. It has not been an issue uh, for within maybe forty eight hours of of that day in this state. And so um, the Democrats in D.C. are going to continue to push it. Uh, they think that uh, I guess New York Times kind of said the quiet part out loud today. They want to recast the midterms along these lines. 
there is no chance it will be successful. Uh, people are living the daily nightmare of the Biden Masto administration every single day. And Nevadans are not going to fall for D.C. once again to try to distract from real problems, the problems they created for our state and our country. Adam, uh, well said, and I'm going to, we always give our guests the last word, uh, and I invite you uh, to, to take advantage of that uh, right now uh, and give us your concluding thoughts as you are now a week out from the election. Uh, the floor is yours. Yeah, you know, look, uh, as Lou said, I'm the Trump-endorsed candidate, was his former chair, we're some of the ones that go on offense. Uh, my, my primary opponent uh, is uh, been teaming up with NBC and liberal outlets in Nevada, uh, as well as the Lincoln Project recently going after me with coordinated messages. And so, you know, we'd love your support, adamlaxell.com. Uh, this is going to be a massive election once we get through this primary. We're going to need continued grassroots conservatives across America to engage in this race and help us take back this country. Adam, thank you very much. It's been great talking with you. I appreciate your time, and I wish you all the uh, best of luck in the upcoming primary uh, and, of course, the general election. Uh, Adam Laxalt, who is endorsed uh, by Donald Trump, uh, he is also endorsed by Governor DeSantis and Senator Cruz uh, and others as well. Uh, Adam, thank you very much for being with us here. God bless you. Thank you so much. God bless you, Lou. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Be with us tomorrow and all week for our guests, who include Judicial Watch's president, Tom Fitton, Congressman Jim Jordan, Sheriff Alex Villanueva, and American greatness writer Julie Kelly on January 6th. See you tomorrow. Until then, God bless you and God bless America.